All right. So again, welcome everyone. I'm Hillary. I'm glad you could all make it today to our session on leading remotely. This is the first session in a three-part series I'm giving over the next few weeks while we're all in quarantine or lockdown wherever we are around the country or around the world. We have some people from different countries that signed up as well, which is awesome. Um, so I'll give a little introduction to myself and Awake Leadership. Some of you guys know, but I know some of you are new through the newsletter or through my articles or conferences, however we've met. Um, so I'll give a little introduction to myself. And then I really just want to jump into the content for a good 30 to 40 minutes here on how to lead remotely. I'm going to talk about three different topics. One, mainly around team alignment and communication, which is sort of the foundation and a lot of the change I know leaders have been seeing and having to confront with this shift to work from home or work remote situation. The second, I'll briefly talk about tools, how to evaluate your resources and choose the right tools and make sure your team knows how to use them. And the third, is more about inspiration and freedom, the last sections of my book, which is for team motivation and engagement. So how do I keep my team engaged and inspired while working remotely? So those are the three things I'm gonna talk about today. So to start off, a little bit about me, for those of you that don't know, again, I'm Hillary, I'm the founder of Awake Leadership Solutions. I've met you all different ways and we've all come together here today, which is the magic of Zoom. Um, I'm a leadership strategist, I'm an author and writer, and I'm also a yoga teacher and an entrepreneur. So how did I get into the leadership space? My background is that actually by education, I'm a systems engineer. So my undergrad and master's are in systems engineering. And I started my career in retail as a systems engineer, as I was designing networks, doing a lot of number modeling. And eventually it became the time to be a leader. First I had an intern and a part-time team member. Then I had a full-time team member and an intern. So the first company I worked for Urban Outfitters Anthropology Group in logistics and supply chain was where I had my first leadership experience. Then I moved out to California to work for Restoration Hardware, which is where I had a larger team. And I really found that in school, there's really no way to learn leadership, right? It's really on a case-by-case -case basis. But I started to see that leaders in my realm at RH and peers and colleagues at other companies were facing the same leadership challenges. And after about a year of leading my team, leaders at RH, but also peers and colleagues from different companies and friends started to come to me and say, how do you lead your team? How do you really align your team, motivate your team? All of these same questions kept coming up. So I started to design exercises to really do with my team and for myself as a leader to lead my team effectively. And when people started asking me these questions, I would teach them the exercises and it came together to form my first book, Awake Leadership, which is what we'll talk about today. We're gonna to talk about leading remotely through the lens of Awake Leadership, the seven vitals in my book. And the seven vitals are this wheel here, red to pink, we have vision, support, structure, tools, context, inspiration and freedom. So you can see the wheels here, are like your team members, and it's like an iterative process, right? Also of, of really learning to lead. So that's how Awake Leadership started. And my company formed around that book, really in my workshops and my consulting and coaching that I do today. So getting into our content from there and talking about Awake Leadership, how do we use these vitals of Awake Leadership to lead remotely? especially you know confronting the challenges with you know the virus and the lockdown and not being in the office with our teams in our usual day today 
So zooming out, some of the challenges that leaders have been telling me, me about on other calls and over the past month are really team alignment, which I mentioned, um, communication, how do we make responsibilities really clear for our team members, and how do we communicate changing priorities? So the first question for you guys, if anyone wants to put in the chat, I'd like to make this a little bit interactive and, and, and uh, talk with each other here through discussion, even if it's on the chat. If anyone wants to put in the chat one thing that you found is your largest challenge, let me know what's on your mind in the chat. Your biggest challenge with leading remotely so far, either for yourself or while working with your team, uh, what has been the largest challenge? So I'll continue, but if you wanna think on that and put anything in the chat, um, be interesting for us to see, and I can also try to speak to it as well. So there are some pros, though, that some leaders have told me that they found while working remotely so far. One of them is that they've had more time to focus on strategic projects since they've had more time alone. Another is there's fewer distractions from drama at the office, which is what a lot of people find. Um, another is that they have more energy without having to commute and having to travel as much for work. Another is more time for family. So another question for you guys, if anyone wants to put in the chat, what are some of the pros that you found from working remotely? If anything that I just said resonated with you or something else comes to mind as a positive aspect of working remotely, feel free to go ahead and put that in the chat as well. All right, so let's get into our content for today with that. The first topic I really wanna talk about is team alignment and communication. And I'm gonna talk about three exercises that you guys can actually employ with your teams, hopefully today or this week, to drive better alignment and communication on your teams. And in my book, Awake Leadership, this really uh, relates to the vision section, the first section, so the foundation, as well as structure. So what does it mean to be a visionary leader? A visionary leader really knows what success looks like for his or her team and knows what that means in action, right? So a lot of people say, oh, they're a visionary leader. They can see the future. They can see what they should be working on. But really to do that in action, and my logistics people especially know this, you need to know at a task by task and person by person, time by time basis, how that's actually going to happen and communicate that to the team and drive um, execution right on that vision task by task really break it down so I'm going to show you how to do that with an exercise but the first thing I want to talk about which a lot of people asked about were in this time of leading remotely how should I really lead meetings meetings have changed right some people have told me that they're leading meetings or they're, they're having to be in meetings for five or six hours a day getting ad hoc calls random requests how do i really manage this and what i would what i would say is for team meetings i think it's really important to have at least a full team meeting on mondays and fridays just starting very basic right mondays before noon or before lunchtime having a team meeting to really align everyone around the current objectives for the week at a functional level and also check in how is everyone doing right is everyone arriving at work with good energy that's why the video is great having everyone speak on the call to how they're going to make progress that week to get everyone going and then friday meetings usually around lunchtime or a little after lunch to recap the week right looking back on what you talked about on monday and talking about how you made progress so i'd say at least two full team meetings a week 
And the second uh, type of meetings people ask about are one-on-one -on -one meetings. How often should I be having one-on-one -on -one meetings with each of my team members? And I think it's really, really important to have at least one one-on-one -on -one meeting with each of your team members every week. Whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour, I think that time is really important for a few reasons. One, because you wanna make sure they know what they're working on and what they're responsible for and to see if they have questions. Those usual casual conversations or lunches that we're used to at the office don't really happen anymore right now, right? So you have to be very intentional about touching base with each of your team members. The second reason is because it shows respect, right? Respect for your team members' time, interest in what they're working on and what's on their mind. So those one-on-one -on -one meetings, at least weekly, are really important to schedule and actually follow through on. So that's really what I wanted to say in terms of meetings. The second part of this section on vision and structure I wanna talk about is the importance of organization and planning during this time. So a lot of leaders, or at least team members, you may realize this in your team members, they show up every day to work and they sort of know what they're gonna be working on, but they're actually kind of reliant on the leader to come over and tell them what to do, right? Sort of at, on a, a real-time basis. Well, this work remote situation I've been telling leaders and team members is a big opportunity to get super organized and good at planning. So, and it's a, it's a time to really drive independent progress and independent accountability for making progress on your work. Now, how do you actually do that or tell your team members to do that in practice? What I recommend is that on Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, you think about your week at a glance and you think about it for your team as well. What are we really going to accomplish this week? And what am I going to accomplish? And how is that distributed on my team, right? And that helps you mentally prepare for that Monday morning. The second way is at the end of each day to look at your next day at a glance. What are the tasks I'm gonna be doing tomorrow? What are all the meetings I have scheduled for tomorrow and looking at that? And third, when am I going to take breaks tomorrow? Very, very important for keeping your energy up. And in the morning, Last piece on this, asking yourself two questions. This might be my favorite piece of guidance from this whole video conversation, but I think this can relate to everyone. Ask yourself two questions in the morning. One, how am I going to make progress today? And you can answer that by looking at your tasks, looking at your meetings, looking at how you're spending personal time. So first question, how am I going to make progress today? And the second question is, what am I looking forward to today? And that can really guide your schedule as well and how you speak with your team members. It could be what you're looking forward to could be something professional. So it could be giving a presentation. It could be receiving feedback on something. It could be receiving an answer or talking with a team member about an interesting topic. It also could be something personal. So it could be cooking a new recipe, watching a new TV show, but I think it's really important right now, speaking to that motivation and positivity piece to be able to answer what's one thing I'm looking forward to today in my schedule. All right, so we'll get to the third piece of team alignment and communication now. And I'm gonna introduce um, the team vision mapping exercise. So speaking to how do you really think on Sundays about your team's full work scope, 
who's going to be doing what and when are they going to be doing it and how do I drive alignment and accountability? This exercise is really important for that. Those of you that have read Awake Leadership or my recent articles may have seen the team vision mapping exercise, but to give a little introduction to really what it is, what is a team vision map? A team vision map is a visual diagram or mind map that shows your team's full work scope at any point in time. So for the next week or really the next month, and it also shows in terms of structure, the delegation of all of those tasks and the timing. So for this portion, I'm actually gonna share my screen, which should hopefully be fun for you all to see and do just about a five minute demo to walk you through a team vision map and how you can start building your own team vision map and actually use it in your day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week work. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Just one moment here. Mm -hmm. One second. To share. Here it is. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go over here and you all can see the team vision, the team vision map here. Yeah. The MindMeister is open with the map. Okay. So I'm on a website here called mindmeister.com, which is a way to make online uh, shared mind maps. I do a lot of mind maps by hand, but I also love to use this tool, this website, which is basically like Google Docs for mind maps. You start with a blank canvas with just a central focus and you mind map from there. And this tool is awesome because you can send the link, you can share it, you can see at the bottom, you can share with your team members, and this can become like a collective brain for your team. So let me walk you through a little bit of how this team vision map actually works. So you start with a central focus. I have a kind of generic one here, team vision map for April, but this could be your team name, April. And every team vision map has three branches that are really important. The first is here, team operations, which will represent all of your ongoing tasks that you do as a team. So that's here. The second is projects. This branch represents all the current projects, like development projects that you're working on that are a one-time basis, maybe monthly or quarterly project. The third that is very important right now is team building and development. So this last branch is all your team building and development um, initiatives that you have coming up. So let's drill into this team operations branch. I'll give you a few uh, examples of what could exist on this branch. You can see that this leader here, who's a, a marketing analytics leader, has categorized her tasks into a few different types, right? Reporting, meetings, analysis, calendar, and ad hoc requests. And under each of these categories, she has all of her specific tasks that her four team members do, everything that they're responsible for. This health customer churn report, segmentation report, the three meetings that they do on an ongoing basis, they do a weekly store analysis, a weekly category analysis, bi-monthly calendar, and ongoing ad hoc requests. So all of her team's ongoing tasks are here on this branch. She's done the same for projects. They have two projects going on, spring dress campaign and summer launch campaign. And then same thing here, the team, the team brainstorm is coming up. I'm gonna add an event here to show you guys how to add, an, add something on the tool. That's why there's not too much on this branch. So that's the first step to creating a team vision map. Make sure all of your team's activities 
the ongoing tasks, the projects, and the team events are on the map. And this may seem like, oh, wow, I have so many team members, there's so much going on, how am I ever going to do this? But this is the time, if ever before, to get really organized and actually detail this out so your whole team can see your team's work scope. And this helps now while you're working remotely, but also going forward in the future. If you invest the time in doing it now, it only takes about 30 minutes a week to update it. And you can use it even after you know, the lockdown, the quarantine's over, if you continue to lead remote teams or to go over even in the office with your team. So the second step after you add all the tasks is as you can see here to add the timing, which are in pink here, monthly, weekly, monthly. So team members know the time cadence of when things should happen. For projects, it's really the due date of the project or the next milestone date, which I have here, spring dress campaign, April 25th is the next milestone. And the team events have a date there as well. So timing is obviously very important for accountability and it helps team members to prioritize. Finally, delegation. So this is how it really becomes your team's collective brain by adding the delegation. You can see here, each of the tasks has a team member that's assigned and responsible. Even if a project has two people working on it, assign a primary person that has accountability. That's really important. So when you have this map, your team members, if you update it on Sunday and share with your team members, it's great to use in a Monday morning meeting to align everyone as to what's going on on the team that week and check in with them. Is this accurate? What can we add? What should we change? Team members can see their name on the map. It's really useful to give each team member a different color so they can look at their color and prioritize their tasks for the week, right? Speaking of weekly planning, they can use this to do that. And you can also mark um, tasks different colors if they're finished or not, when they're finished. So Friday meeting, you reopen the map and talk to the map as to what was finished. So it also makes meetings a lot more efficient. So one way to use this map, as I've mentioned, is the Monday and Friday meetings. Another um, way to use it is one-on-one -on -one meetings, talking with your team members at one-on-ones about what they're working on. And finally, and very importantly, reporting up. So we all have leaders that we have to report to in organizations. How do you show them progress right now while, re while leading remotely? This is a great way to do that. This is what my team's working on. Let's talk about it. It's all summarized and organized like this in a visual map. So I'm gonna come back on um, the screen, stop sharing. <laughs> okay, I'm back. So give me, if you guys can see at the bottom, the reactions, if this was helpful, give me a thumbs up. And if you have any questions, I'll, I'll go ahead and look in the chat. But I'll also share after the call today an article I recently wrote just a week ago published on team vision mapping. So if you want to learn more about it, you can look at the article. And it's also in my book, Detailed in Awake Leadership. And this is available in Kindle as well. Okay. So that, those were the three things I wanted to review in our first section on team alignment and communication. So we'll move on to the second section, which is a little more brief. I wanted to talk about tools. So some things to think about during this time of leading remotely. One is, do we really have the right tools as a team? I'm sure that you've found that your tools have changed a little bit, the tools that you use. Maybe you're using Zoom more. I'm actually using that tool of MindMeister a little bit more since starting to work remotely and working more from home. 
So one question for you guys for the chat, if you've seen your tools change or you've started using a new tool that you found really helpful, feel free to put that in now in the chat. It's just interesting to see what people say. And I'm gonna continue with a few exercises that you can do yourself and as a team to sort of reevaluate your tool belt right now. One is to involve your team members in asking something similar to what I just asked you guys. In a team meeting, it's really helpful to ask your team members, what tools have you found you're using more in this lockdown or quarantine period versus before? Right, especially if you're leading remotely, what tools are you guys finding most helpful right now in this remote work or quarantine period? Um, another is to have a team brainstorm around what are our three most useful tools and what could we really improve on? Which tools that we have in our tool belt are not working as effectively or efficiently as they could be and why? Since we have more time to focus and do a little more reflective work during this quarantine time, or at least a lot of us do, it's a great time to re-optimize our tool belt. You know, look at all of these 20, 25 tools we have as a team and really think about which ones do we really need and which ones could be, we be saving money on or upgrade to something more efficient. There is an exercise in my uh, Awake Leadership book that goes into this in more detail, which is all about optimizing your tool belt. You actually map your tools and then create a matrix with your team where you rank your tool belt and look at which tools are most useful for you. And also talk about with your team where people don't know how to use the tools that you have at hand in your tool belt and where you need to do more training. So that's what I would, I would say to think about. Either have a short team dialogue on what tools are you using more now in this leading remote environment or having a team brainstorm on mapping all of your tools like the awake leadership exercise and talking about how you could really optimize your tool belt over this next month okay so that was just one just a little focus point on tools now i want to move on to a little longer section because i had a lot of questions on inspiration and team motivation so talking about inspiration why is inspiration important in leadership, especially in more operational roles or on operational teams? Well, inspiration gives us energy and new ideas, especially for leading change. One reason leadership is really important in uh, this phase, especially during lockdown or in quarantine, is because instead of just you know, reacting or managing the status quo, we actually have to take the lead in managing this change and thinking how can we work better and emerge stronger after this situation, right? So inspiration is really important for finding new ideas for doing that. And secondly, we all wanna find a little bit more freedom. I have an article that um, some of you might've read that's about leading with clarity and creativity or clarity and autonomy. And a question I get a lot from leaders when they're switching to a more leading remote environment is how do I manage and balance giving clear direction to my team members with giving them the right amount of autonomy and freedom. Sometimes leaders feel like they're micromanaging. You know, it's like, do I check in every day? My team members, some of them seem like they need more help and guidance. Others feel like they're pushing me away or they're ghosting a little bit and need more space. Um, 
So you really have to find the right balance for each of your team members, really. I think the Monday, Friday team meetings are great because it makes sense in terms of timing. One one-on-one -on -one meeting a week is great. Some team members might need more than that. So really finding the right balance of direction and guidance time with giving your team members autonomy and freedom is important right now because reevaluating that for each of your team members because it might have changed since you know your normal office time but it's important to think about in both scenarios and really how that's changed for each person and you can ask your team members directly at those one-on-one -on -one meetings it's more effective one-on-one -on -one than in a group to ask them you know do you feel like you have enough direction do you feel like you have enough guidance how could i be supporting you more um, how are you using your time? Just check in with them on how much direction they feel like they really need and if that one-on-one -on -one meeting is enough or too much for them even. So that's, that's one thing to think about. The second thing is how do I inspire my team and continue to keep myself inspired and motivated during this time? So three things that you can do as a leader to stay inspired and motivated one is daily writing. I talk about this in all of my books, and many of you that are on the call do daily writing, but daily journaling is essential, especially right now. And I like to do it written rather than typed. If that's not available, you can do it typed as well. But written daily journaling for 20 minutes in the morning does wonders for aligning your mind uh, finding your center in the morning and even asking yourself those two questions. You can start with those prompts. How am I going to make progress today? And what am I looking forward to today? And journaling on that for 20 minutes um, before starting your day. That's one way to stay inspired and centered. Another is to read positive news. We're all like, you know, having all, all these, you know, crazy, crazy virus news articles and videos and everything that, that are coming up and it's tempting to read and, ch and check in on. I recommend just checking in on news, one reliable source, one time a day or the sources you really need to read if your company is sending you sources that you should stay up to date on depending on your industry. So just limiting your news intake and focusing on more positive content that may be helping you build a skill or build knowledge in a new area. So after this, I will, in my recap um, for all of you, I will send you some articles that you can read and even send to your team members to read as well. So focusing on reading positive content, whether it's articles or a book like Awake Leadership or another leadership book or industry book you've been wanting to read, focusing on that positive content. And the third for you guys is self-care. I talk about constructive rest in the inspiration section of Awake Leadership and how important that is, especially now more than ever. As you plan those breaks into your schedule every day, think about the ways that you can really practice self-care. I recently wrote an article on that as well, but a few of the ways are one, getting enough sleep and encouraging your team members to as well, having a healthy diet, the basics, um, get moving 30 minutes a day. I like to say get moving instead of exercise because get moving can be taking a walk, doing yoga, um, anything like that really. Uh, the fourth, which I've mentioned a lot, taking breaks is, is a form of self-care. And fifth, transitions. And what I mean by transitions as a form of self-care is that since a lot of us are not commuting or traveling as much, 
we don't have those normal transition periods built into our day. I think a lot of us take for granted how the commute, whether it's a walk to work, a drive to work, a train to work, is really a natural transition in going from home to work in the morning, right? And mentally and physically brings us into work and work to home, right? The commute is a natural transition that's built into our day. When we're working at home all day or in the same location, we don't have those natural transitions really built in anymore unless we design them. So it's really important for leaders and team members to find a transition in the morning, like making breakfast or just checking your email or doing daily writing before jumping into work and starting to actually do work, finding that transition. And even more at the end of the day, taking the time to make a transition. And that transition at the end of the day, whether you're able to finish work at five or six or 7 p.m. is really important as a mental commute to personal time in preparing for sleep. Some leaders I've had other calls with have said, oh, it's so hard for me to sleep during this time. I'm thinking about the virus. I'm thinking about work when I'm going to bed because I'm working so late. And that's because as humans, we really do have to prepare for sleep. And a big part of that is quieting our thoughts, especially work thoughts or worrisome thoughts about the news. So being able to end work sometime, you know, 5, 6, 7 p.m. is important. Finding a transition, like a walk, a brief walk outside, yoga, meditation, cooking dinner, and just focusing on cooking or doing some writing are all great transitions, like a mental commute to going home to personal time. Okay. So I have a question from Abby. For those of us who are less disciplined, it is hard being at home and taking a finite break. How can we easily transition back from break to work? That's a good question. All right, so when you transition back into work, what I would suggest is first turning off, I'm gonna talk a little bit about boundaries. So turning off things that are distractions from work. So if an app, a certain app is a distraction, even if the internet is a distraction or your email is a distraction, quitting that app, quitting your email. I even sometimes when I write, I turn off the Wi-Fi portal and create those boundaries, right? You're creating boundaries mentally, really, for just limiting the focus to your work. Another is to write down, I like to mind map, but you can also write down what my goal is for the next hour. I'm sitting down to do work and what do I really want to accomplish? Because when you write that down, that goal, in what do I want to accomplish the next hour, then your mind is like, oh, go and do it, right? So boundaries, writing down the goal or intention for your next hour are two ways to get into that. Yeah, I like some of the example of uh, taking a walk as well. Yeah, just clearing your mind of the distractions. I think the apps and the email and all of that really get us off track, especially social media. So I think boundaries and setting the goal, even for a short period of time, like an hour or an afternoon. Does that help? Yeah, okay, <laughs> thanks. All right, cool. So those are inspiration, in, inspiration and energy boosters for leaders. Now I'm gonna give you three that you can do with your team because people say, oh, my team is also lacking motivation. I need some exercises to do with my team. So one, I talked about articles and reading, is to send an article that's a positive article, not a coronavirus article, but a positive article 
that all your team members can relate to and learn something new, sending an article each week. And you can send it after your Monday meeting and say, we'll discuss it as a team on Friday. But giving everyone um, something collective to read and shared discuss about during the week. So they may be, be able to discuss it in their one-on-one -on -one meetings or in preparation for their Friday meeting, but it gives everyone something shared to collaborate on and talk about. So sending a weekly article is one. Also, you could do a book club. Awake Leadership is a pretty easy book to do a book club on because each section actually only takes about 20 minutes to read and you can discuss it at the end of the week as a team. So a book like that, you know, a leadership book or something that's easily digestible, you can read with your team over the next month and just discuss one chapter each week on Fridays. Another is team brainstorming. Now, if there's a strategic project you've been trying to work on as a team, or even a question like, what are three ways we can emerge stronger from this month, right? From this time in lockdown, what are three ways we can emerge stronger and we can ways we can do things differently after the lockdown that we can actually emerge stronger? Having people brainstorm that on their own during the week and then on Friday meeting, in Friday meetings, spending 30 minutes together and talking through people's answers and making an action plan. That's another, another team activity you can do together. But um, also the third one, giving people, each team member, a chance to present something over the next month. If each team member is working on an initiative or a project or has updates or a specific realm of knowledge, how can you give each team member 30 minutes of FaceTime with the team at a meeting over the next month to practice presenting something to the rest of the team and engaging team members in conversation. It's a great way for them to talk about what they're working on. Other team members learn what, the, what that team member is working on and they practice presentation skills. So those are three quick things to think about to just keep your team engaged and a little bit inspired. But I would recommend having at least one thing each week that your whole team is engaged in in a shared effort, whether it is preparing for a brainstorm, reading an article or a chapter of a book to discuss, or um, the team, the someone each week is giving a presentation on what they're working on. Just having everyone engaged in a shared effort, I think is really important to keep people engaged. All right, and then finally, kind of tying this all together with the freedom and the, the vision stuff that we talked about at the beginning, a big part of finding freedom as a leader is finding the right structure. So things like planning out your week, planning out your days, having a team vision map are all really foundational structural things that actually provide the means for more freedom, right? Those are all ways to operate your team, almost like your, your own business unit, really finding that independence. And it gives you the ability to report up more easily. So you need to be micromanaged less, right? Really taking ownership of your work. And your leader will give you more autonomy and freedom when you really have that structure in place. So you'll find more time, you'll be more effective and efficient and be able to find more freedom. Okay, so those were the three major things I wanted to talk about today. Let me take a look and just see if um, there's any questions. I've been using Trello, that's great. How to avoid working in siloed how to avoid siloed working mode when multiple teams need to work together. Yeah, having those uh, team events or meetings, less distractions. All right.
Awesome. Okay. So what I'm going to do just before we take questions here, if anyone wants to think of questions now, I will spend the last 15 minutes or so answering any questions you have. But um, what I wanted to do is offer a few things to you guys. I've been offering leaders different kind of virtual offerings during this time that are all donation based. So if you're looking for a team event for your team or you know a colleague that's trying to plan team events, um, I'm offering a virtual team building workshop that is donation-based. It's an hour-long team-building workshop. If you feel like as the leader, you're like, oh my gosh, I need a team-building event, but I have so much to do in, in this time, I'm happy to lead that for you, and you can be engaged and in, in the workshop, but it's an hour-long team-building workshop, which we can plan on a case-by-case -case basis if you want to do it next week or sometime in the next month. Also, a virtual MindMeister, that tool I showed, a MindMeister or Mind Mapping demo workshop which is an hour. If your team wants to learn how to use, use MindMeister and some of the different applications, I'm doing an hour workshop on that as well, case by case. So just reach out to me and we can schedule it. And uh, I also do online yoga as well. So if you want to do a yoga workshop with your team over the next few weeks, if, if you think they'd like to do that, I do that as well. So those are three offerings. Obviously, my Awake Leadership book and my second book, Awake Ethics, are both on Kindle and available for print. So you can order those and read them yourself or with your team. Um, you all have my website and email from the newsletter. And uh, I'll send you an email later with a recap and some articles related to what we discussed today on leading remotely. So yeah, I hope to see you all next week. Next week is all about team motivation and how do we build relationships and remain motivated and motivate our team during this time. So I hope to see you then. All right, so if you guys have any questions, let me know. But otherwise, I hope you enjoyed the session and I hope that I'll see you next week. Feel free to keep you know, inviting colleagues or other people you feel could benefit. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for attending. Thank you. Thanks. Can't worry.